Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days I pour out my spirit saying Hello everyone, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, good to have you with us tonight. You are listening to a live broadcast, August 4th, 2019, 
And we are coming from the studios of KDIX AM right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. And you can also be listening to us tonight on Holy Ghost Radio. That's another way you can hear us tonight. And that or that's channel two on Holy Ghost Radio. And then KDIX's website is another way. We've got people texting us. You can be part of this program. Um, oh, I just saw this one. Tim Oakley listening from North Carolina tonight. And we've got Jody listening, Jody Malachi, Skyly, Evely, Evely listening, Harvey, uh, Carl, and Jeannie are listening tonight. So we got all kinds of people. I've got to uh, do a little housekeeping. I'm going to play just a part of a song here, and we're going to come back in to the Tell It Like It Is show. And I've got to get my producer in the door. He's locked outside the studio tonight. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Kill the Preacher. That's a Lance Appleton song. I am back. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is. Turn me up just a little bit so I don't have to scream on that. And uh, we've got in the studio now, we've got my producer, Abe, in the studio. We've got, we've got um, talented singer-songwriter, Philip, and we've got Molly in the studio. So Molly's here for dramatic effect. So she's in the studio tonight. She doesn't want to say anything, but it's good to have all three of them in there. Uh, we've got uh, Philip and... And uh, Abe are going to be at the Bandshell this Saturday opening up a Christian concert that's going to be there. They're going to be the ones playing at um, between 11 and 11.30, so I'm sure they'll do a great job. As I said before, we, it sounds like we're off to a shaky start, but we're going to get going here. Uh, got a lot of people texting me tonight, and you can be part of this program by texting me, 701-290-7862. We've got Sierra... Her mom, Ethan. We've got uh, Brother Doug Fuller listening. Becky and Regina are listening. We've got um, Brother Greg in Kentucky listening. Schmitz are listening on the road tonight. Where are the Schmitz going, I wonder? We've got uh, 
had a great church service today. We had a lot of new visitors. Something's going on at the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. We just, it's so cool. We've got just so many visitors, first time visitors that show up, repeat visitors that show up, just a lot of neat stuff going on. And we're really excited. I'm really excited about it. We've been in Dickinson now for 30 years. And um, just, uh, I guess my dreams as, uh, as a pastor are coming true. Uh, when we moved here, we felt like we'd see a Pentecostal church of 500 people here in Dickinson. And we don't have 500 yet, but we have a building that holds 500. And it seems like every service, it's just amazing. What Every Sunday service, it's just amazing what's going on. We've got two um, daughter works that are, um, are we're excited about out in Beach, one in Beach, one in Bowman. We've got a, uh, I'm going to call it a daughter work in Beulah, too. They're not really a daughter work, but but I'm just going to claim them anyway. And that's where Philip's from. We've got uh, just a, a church full of uh, families and children and people from all different walks of life. And we want you to come and see us. That's one of the reasons we're on the air is to uh, reach out to you. Our next service will be Wednesday night at 730, 501 Elks Drive. We bought the Elks Building, the top part of the Elks Building, right on the interstate, and it's just a beautiful building turned into a beautiful church, and uh, we're just so excited about that, and it would be very excited to have you come and, and visit us. And I'm sure during uh, this uh, hour program we'll be saying a little more about that. I know many of you are not listening from this area, and I and I know that if you don't have a good Acts 238 church in your area, I'm sure that we could help you find one because it's so important that you um, that you get tied in to a church that preaches the truth. Kind of what I want to speak about today, it's been what I've been speaking about all day long. I I spoke about it in our church service today. I talked about it at the county jail this afternoon, a very serious time there. And then uh, tonight I'm going to talk about it. Maybe I brought my guitar in the studio, might sing a little bit. Haven't done that for a while. But I want to read in Mark chapter 1, verses 16 through 20, and then also in Luke chapter 5, 27 and 28. Mark 1.16 said, Now as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants, and went after him. And then Luke five twenty seven and 28, it says, And after these things he went forth and saw a publican named Levi sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, Follow me. And he left all, rose up, and followed him. What I want to bring your attention to at the beginning of our program tonight is how these men were called by Jesus to follow him. And I don't believe they realized the ramifications of what that meant at that time. I don't think they could have known that uh, 2,000 years later there'd be such a thing as a radio and there'd be a preacher telling this story on the radio about them. I don't believe they could have known that. Of course, they couldn't have known that. I don't think they could have known the ramifications of what it meant to follow Jesus at that time. And so, uh, I, I feel like they did it. They were drawn to it. They did it. And as they went, of course, in their life, they learned that this was a big deal, a huge deal. And tonight, 
my broadcast is going to simply be about this, that Jesus is still calling people today, and he's calling them, and many of them don't realize what a big deal this is. Even in Jesus' day, he called others that did not follow him. He called the rich young ruler who didn't follow him. Uh, he called, uh, the Bible said in John chapter 6 and verse 66, many of his followers that he did call turned back. Uh, the, Jesus did not have 100% of people that he called that followed him. And I really believe the reason that he did not is because they did not see the importance. They did not see the necessity. Uh, just like many of people today, maybe many of you that are listening to me, that are just in this Dickinson area listening to this AM station, you don't really think that there's, like, this is a big deal. Like, this is just another preacher. This is just another church. Um, the Pentecostal church, they're the, they're the ones that are known for the ladies wearing dresses and having long hair. And, and um, you know, you just, like, that's what they do. And you just don't realize the the um, uh, what the importance is of this Acts 2.38 message. And I want to just bring this across tonight. I want I want to um, I want to just somehow convince you that this is more than just another religion. It's more than just another person speaking. But this message, this Acts two thirty eight message, um, found um, you know is the response to the gospel of Jesus' death and burial and resurrection on the cross. The response to that is that we need to repent of our sins, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and that we can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, just like they did on the day of Pentecost. This is the Acts 2.38 message. This is the, the, uh, this is the church that Jesus set up. This is what they believed. This is what he taught them to, to teach. And, uh, and this is a, um, this is a very, very important thing. Whatever, whatever way you heard this the first time, it's God calling you, reaching you. Maybe, maybe this radio show is your first time of hearing this. But these five men that I started out this scripture reading on, with Simon and Andrew, James and John and and Levi, or or his other name would be Matthew. These five men were called by Jesus. They followed Jesus. But they could not have guessed the enormity or they couldn't have guessed the um, uh, what really was the importance of this call. You know, um, years ago, um, I wrote a song. I was in Hedinger. I remember I remember this. I, I was there. I was working there. And I, I, if you are from the Dickinson area, you know the name probably Simon's Homes. It's a remodeling business that, that um, I started when I moved to town. And... Um, and now there's some other Simonses involved with that business, but but um, I was in heading there working, and and I one night just um, wrote this little song, and I didn't like it, and I sang it a couple times, and I crumpled it up and threw it in a wastebasket, and and then I um, in the morning when I got up, I grabbed it out of the wastebasket and I saved it, and I've been singing it ever since. But it's called One Step at a Time, and tonight in this program. I want to convince you that you need, when Jesus calls you, you need to take that step and follow him. There once was a young man who was far from his home. He found himself feeding pigs. He was reaping 
what he'd sown of his father's house and his love he would sit and dream but how to get back home how hard that first step seemed one step at a time one small step that day it started him on a journey to the place from where he'd come with one step he heard his father say welcome home my son but there was a rich young ruler came to Jesus one day he asked him lord what must i do i'll do anything you say jesus looked at him and said there's one more step you need to take the rich man walked away it was a step he couldn't seem to take one step at a time one small step that day he walked away so one thing today the lord is asking you take that step it'll be the best thing that you ever do could there be someone in this place god's been leading by his grace You've walked with him a certain way, but you heard more truth today. What will you do, my friend, with the truth that he did send? Today it's one step more. Hurry before he closes the door. One step at a time. One small step day Lord Jesus I'm asking for everyone here to see that one step can lead them to you in eternity and just that one step that those apostles took that day um, was the beginning of a change in their entire life and in their destiny the name of this program is called Window of Opportunity, and I believe that all of us, at least all of you that are listening tonight, uh, obviously are having a window of opportunity to hear the truth. The, this window of opportunity, this, the phrase window of opportunity is a, a phrase that can be applied to many things. It can be applied to financial things. Some people do that. It can be applied to Medical treatments, you have a window of opportunity to do this treatment, otherwise it's too late. Uh, people think of a window of opportunity maybe to to make it big in show business or, or maybe uh, as a famous singer or sports, maybe a window of opportunity that people look at. Uh, there are people, the window of opportunity as far as some maybe some marriages, maybe you're just at the a breaking point in your marriage and there's just a window of opportunity to fix it. Uh, children, raising children, there's a window of opportunity before, while they're in their formative years wh- where you can reach them and change them and help them easier than you can later. 
But I believe that in the light of eternity, in the light of eternal life, in the fact that there's a heaven and there's a hell. And I really believe in this stuff. I really do. I, I, um, I'm not just making this up. I, I believe in heaven. I believe in hell. And I believe there are people that are going to both places. And I believe that it's, it's not the ones that, uh, always that were the most perfect people that are going to go to heaven, but it's the ones that have responded to a simple gospel message found in the scripture. And that message is our window of opportunity. That message, hearing that message is the, uh, uh, the the greatest thing that can happen to you is to hear how to be saved, and the really and and then I, I would imagine the very greatest thing would be to to obey that, not just to hear it, but how important this is when this gospel comes to us and to accept what this gospel says to do and to obey it. You know, Jesus uh, spent made many many comments in his life. Uh, about this. He really did. And I'm not going to read them all. I, I was studying some of them earlier, uh, last night. And, and I, but the one that really stuck out to me was in Matthew 11:20, where it says, He began to upbraid or, you know, get onto the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done because they repented not. Jesus began to be upset and to, um, criticized these cities because he had done so many mighty works there, but they wouldn't change. They didn't realize the significance of who Jesus was. They didn't realize who was calling them. They didn't know who he was. Uh, not in these verses, but in one place he said the queen of Sheba went because she heard about how wise Solomon and how rich Solomon was, and she went to see him. But he said, there is a greater than Solomon here. There's a greater than Solomon here. But in Matthew eleven twenty one, he said, Woe unto thee, Chorazin, woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and in Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And now Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which had been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. What what this is saying is, is when you hear the gospel message of Jesus dying on a cross for your sins, and you hear what you need to do to take advantage of that, that um, if you don't do that, you have missed your window of opportunity. And if you die not taking advantage of that, there's no way that you can uh, you can open that window again. And Jesus was saying that Sodom, he said that the people of Sodom, Sodom was a very wicked city, but he said the people of Sodom, it would be more tolerable for them in the day of judgment than for those that had heard Jesus' call. And this was not something that just happened in the Gospels, but this is happening today. They missed who Jesus was, and unfortunately many people miss who Jesus is today. You know, Jesus one time was talking to um, 
really basically the whole city of Jerusalem in Luke 19:44 and he said he said because you knewest not the day of thy visitation this this is a um you know this is an amazing thing to uh to to believe and to realize that that Jesus has called us into his church but Many people, and I, I know I keep saying this like I'm, I'm, I'm making up this, but I'm not. I, many people I know have looked at this thing as nothing. Like they've looked at this call of Jesus in their life as just a, another religion, just another experience. But I'm, I'm going to try, I'm trying to convince you tonight in this program that, that this window of opportunity that we all have and I know when I say we all have it, there are troubling things out there that no one knows the answers to. You know, the people born on a island that never heard about Jesus, you know. And I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, going to um, uh, try to answer your questions about this. But I'll tell you, that's not you that's listening. That's not me. We know. We've heard. This is our chance. Don't squander this. Don't throw it away. Don't think of it as a little thing when jesus calls you and shows you what to do even though you may not understand all of it just like those five men that i mentioned at the beginning of the program they didn't understand everything that this would entail but they did follow when they heard the call and looking back and that's that's this program this program i'm not going to tell you why i'm speaking what i'm speaking about tonight but there's something that is very dear to me that is is hurting me tonight but but this this is a this is something that we can't we we cannot ignore this this calling this is not like when you graduated this is not like when you uh, got your first big job or when you got married or when you had your first child this is different than that this is a calling from another world we have our five senses, but faith is a sixth sense. And and God calls to us through faith, but many times people ignore that call and don't don't listen. We're talking about missed opportunity tonight. We've got Abe lining up some music. I got a guitar in the studio. Bunch of guitar players too, by the way. Uh we'll come back right after this song. Text me seven oh one two nine oh seven eight six two. Give me. 
tears flood my soul Healing waters make me clean You wash the hurt away And leave me whole Mercy cool i haven't heard that song played on this program ever i don't think a good song pastor bob the tell it like it is radio show we've got abe in the studio running the controls we've got molly trying to figure this out so she can do the next program i think something like that um i don't know why my mic seems kind of dead tonight but we're talking pastor bob here talking about the concept of window of opportunity that's what what my topic is about tonight and in the light of window of opportunity, in the light of hearing the gospel, obeying the gospel, um, realizing that this is a very important, if not, it is the most important thing that there is. We have a God that loves us, that reaches out to us. He sends people out to us to, to tell us what to do to be saved. But many times we just turn our backs and don't realize what an opportunity this is. You know the. Um, uh, if I didn't believe this, I, I would not be a pastor. I would not be. I would not have moved to Dickinson. We were plenty happy in Bismarck, where we're from. But we moved here because we didn't know of an Acts two thirty eight church in Dickinson. So we moved here over thirty years ago. Well, we moved here thirty years ago. We we actually started the church about thirty two years ago, really. But we traveled back and forth and held a midweek service here from Bismarck. But. This this concept, this looking back at things, has has um, is really an interesting thing for me. 
to, to realize what a window of opportunity that we have and how strange it is to come to it. There was a, a, a boy that grew up in Colombia and he had polio. He was crippled. And when he was about three or four years old, his mother took him to a hospital in Colombia with a note and dropped him off. And the note said, I can't take care of my son. Please take care of him. He ended up in an orphanage in Colombia and uh, eventually was adopted by a family in this area, and they raised him. He uh, left home after he finished high school, and he ended up out in Wisconsin. And in Wisconsin, he was sitting, he was in a, at a house party where he was living, and he was afraid. There was a fight that broke out, and he walked on his walker across the um, yard to a neighbor's house and slept on their porch. That neighbor happened to be a pastor of a United Pentecostal church. And because of that, this man ended up being baptized in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, that's a window of opportunity. God brought him all the way from Columbia to north of Dickinson, then to Wisconsin, so that he could hear the gospel. That man ended up bringing a... um, a mom and her children to visit our church. And because of that, that the one of her sons got in the church, and now his mom and stepdad are in the church because of just a window of opportunity. There are many, many stories that I can tell that are just exactly like this, but many of the stories that I can tell don't all have happy endings. Some of the stories, the people had a window of opportunity and maybe took advantage of it for a while, but then they decided not to. They decided not to follow it, decided that it wasn't important. One of the reasons, even though um, you know if you listen to this program all the time, I talk about you know, to be saved, you've got to repent of your sins, be baptized in the name of Jesus, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. But one of the things that... that uh, I always like to tell people is that we're still saved by faith. We're saved through faith. Because without faith, we wouldn't believe that this is an important thing. Like like um, Jesus told Doubting Thomas, he said, Thomas, you've seen and you've believed, but he said, blessed are those that have not seen and still believe. See, I didn't see Jesus' nail-scarred hands. I didn't see him when he rose from the dead. But I still believe it. And I believe that he's calling us today. He's still reaching out to us today. This is why this program tonight, is. this isn't a deep thing. There's no depth to this, really. But, but the point of it is that if you are in the church, the church that Jesus started, you ought to be so thankful. You ought, to, you ought to consider yourself the most blessed, the most lucky, if you want to use that word, <coughs> people in the world. Because what a blessing it is to hear this. 
I didn't have any family that knew this Acts 238 message. I, I have a wonderful mother that's still alive, maybe listening to this program tonight. Uh, my father's passed away. I, um, I, you know, I, I just, uh, my mom is just really a, uh, uh, just one of the few people I've ever met in my life, just never complains about anything, just always positive. But, but I didn't know this Acts 238 message. I was 20 years old before I ever heard it. And when I heard it, I did not understand. You know, when I, when I heard this message the first time, um, you know, just a series of things happened to me. I was in my car smoking pot. I heard a voice tell me to throw the pot away. Um, I was, I did that. I mean, there's more to that story than that. I, um, I visited a Pentecostal church just a week or two later. Just, just, I mean, it was a miracle how I visited this church. Uh, then I was, I, I, but the second time I had went to a Pentecostal church, little, little church in Valley City. That's where I was going to college. I had an athletic scholarship there and my wife and I and our little baby, we lived there in Valley City. And, and I, I was in this little Pentecostal church, second time ever. And the same voice that spoke to me to throw my pot and my drug paraphernalia out the window into this river that I was by, the same voice said, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. The preacher had just read a scripture in Acts twenty two sixteen, and now why tarriest thou rise, be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. I raised my hand and I said, would you baptize me like that right now? And he did. He took me out. There was no baptistry in that little church. It was November 2nd. There was snow on the ground. We went out to this little river that runs through Valley City, North Dakota. He baptized me in Jesus' name. I had no idea what I was getting into. I had no idea what direction my life was turning. I mean, I could have, I could, just like these apostles when Jesus called them, they didn't, you know, come and follow me. They left all, followed Jesus. They had no idea where, where that was going to take them. They had no idea what the the uh, destiny, the uh, purpose that God had for them. They had no idea. Neither did I. Neither did any of us. But looking back is so interesting to me. Looking back, you can see the purpose. You can see the reason. You know. Uh, you know, there was a a girl named Michelle that worked in a hospital with a man named Mike Chuppy. Mike Chuppy now is the pastor of the Sanctuary Pentecostal Church in, in Bismarck. But this Michelle worked in this hospital, and I believe Mike and his wife Shirley taught Michelle a Bible study. That was many, many years ago. And Michelle got in the church. And her daughters came into the church. And eventually, even her husband came into the church. That, that was a long time. But she saw a window of opportunity. You know, the, what grieves me tonight is that there are people that, that miss this window of opportunity. Like, maybe you've already, maybe they've already turned off the radio program. Like you're thinking, oh, that preacher's going to ask for money or something. Well, we're not going to ask for money. But I'm telling you, don't don't wait. Don't wait. If God's calling you and you hear his voice, you need to respond to it. You have no idea where you're going to end up. 
You really don't. Let me sing this little song. Standing on the edge of the truth Looking out at the view Of all you used to believe From where you are you can see You're far away from home Echoes of the life you once knew Call out to you from across the divide And you know it's time to step back over the line But are you waiting for lightning? Sign that it's time for a change Listening for thunder While he quietly whispers your name Whispers your name Night falls and the curtain goes down No one around It's just you and the truth and you lie awake for a feeling to take you by storm. Somewhere in the depth of your heart, where it's empty and dark, there's a flicker of light and the spirit calls. But do you notice at all? Or are you waiting for lightning? Sign that it's time for a change. And are you listening for thunder? While he quietly whispers your name. But the sign and the word have already been given. Now it's by faith we must look, we must listen Instead of waiting for lightning Don't wait Don't wait, don't wait tonight when God calls your name But you need to respond to that call This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show We've got... uh, Abe in the studio running the controls. I, he's probably mad that he hasn't got to do anything yet. Um, the um, So I'm going to probably let him do something. Why don't you give out some information how to get a hold of us during the week? I might have Abe sing a song later on, too, towards the end. So we'll see here. I didn't give much notice on that. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast. Um, we're from the New Life Pentecostal Church. You can visit us on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. We have Sunday school. There's adult Bible study, and then there's children's church for the kids, and then at 11 o'clock a.m. is our worship service every Sunday morning at the New Life Pentecostal Church. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. You're welcome to join us for that. That's uh, our address to the New Life Pentecostal Church is 501 
Elks Drive, and it's here in Dickinson, North Dakota. If you're from Beach, there's an, a daughter working Beach, and they have service every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center, 7.30 p.m. Also, uh, if you're from Bowman, they have a service every Thursday night at the Cornerstone Apostolic Church, uh, 18 North Main Street, and um, that's in Bowman at the Cornerstone Apostolic Church every Thursday night. 7.30 p.m. Also, if you're from Beulah, there's the Truth Community Church and Apostolic Church. The address is 220 3rd Street Northwest. They have service Sunday mornings at 10.30 and Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. If you like more information, you can contact Pastor Simons. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862. Or you can email him. His email is Robert Simons. 58 at gmail.com. Talk, thank you, Abe. We're talking about a window of opportunity, and, um, and maybe this is Abe's window of opportunity to become, become a famous, um, famous Christian musician because I asked him to play a guitar song here. The, um, you know, I, I, I just stressing tonight the importance of realization that, that this is not just, um, it's just not something that was designed by humans. It was not something that was thought up by um, Pastor Simons, Pastor Bob. They call me on the radio. But this is this is um, going to heaven is about a group of people that obey a particular message. That's what this is about. It's not. It's not about. Uh, there are many people. Our church is full of people, and many of these people did not have stellar backgrounds. Uh, they many of these people had had uh, backgrounds of mistakes and sin and and um, and just uh, things that they're ashamed of. But many of them, when they heard this message that Jesus came into this world, that God Himself came into this world, robed Himself in flesh, so that He could die on a cross, so that He could take our place, take our sins, and we could we could have forgiveness of sins, a transfer of our sin to him. And and then what we need to do to receive this is true repentance. That And repentance simply means turning around, being truly sorry for your sins to God, not sorry to the policeman, not sorry to your family necessarily, although there's nothing wrong with being sorry to people either. But true repentance is, to, is really godly sorrow. Like we're sorry to God. That's the first step. After we repent of our sins, we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And this is uh, baptism. The word baptism means to immerse, uh, means to be dunked under the water. Uh, it was people that changed baptism. Um, I know that that I'm in a city where there are many large churches that sprinkle babies and call it baptism. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm not trying to make you upset without a reason. But I'm telling you, that's not baptism. The word baptism itself means to immerse. And baptism is for candidates of people that have already repented of their sins. The um, And then... After we're baptized in the name of Jesus, and again, most churches don't baptize in the name of Jesus. They baptize saying titles, name 
the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost as titles. But the book of Acts, the apostles baptized in the name of Jesus. They understood what Matthew 28 and 19 meant when it said being baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Because Father and Son and Holy Ghost are not names, and Jesus didn't say in the names. He said in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And, of course, the apostles understood that that name was Jesus, and that's why they baptized in the name of Jesus. Very simple. And then the receiving of the gift of the Holy Spirit, that's something that that um, that God has promised to all those that have truly repented and uh and have been baptized in his name and, and, and are seeking after it. God wants to fill you with his Holy Spirit. Do you realize what an opportunity that was just to hear that? You know, I, I'm telling you that you need to act on it. We don't have any promise of tomorrow. Just um, on Thursday, my um, or on Friday morning, I got a phone call that one of my granddaughters passed away. She was a girl that was adopted by one of my sons and his wife when she was 11 years old. And she was 26 with four children. And she passed away. The uh, This is certainly part of the reason I'm speaking about this today. We have no guarantees of tomorrow. We need to make sure we get our business done with God now. Don't miss the window of opportunity. One of the saddest verses in the entire Bible is Jeremiah 8.20. It says, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Hebrews 4.7 says, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. We've got Abe in the studio. He's got Grandpa's guitar. And uh, I asked him to sing a song tonight on the radio show. He and one of his cousins and, and whatever, uh, they're going to be singing uh, next Saturday at a Christian concert. They're the opening act at 11 o'clock at the Bandshell. Uh, they'll be singing s- s- about a half hour there. So if you want to come to that from Dickinson, here, here uh, Abe Live, he might even sign an autograph for you. Go ahead, Abe. When I get older in the Lord, they say that I'll slow down and that I'll get set in my ways. They say that I'll get mellow and I won't really praise, but I'll learn how to fit into that Pentecostal place. But Lord, if there's one thing I don't want to do is to be just another person in just another pew. When I get older, don't let me get colder. When I get older, I want to get bolder. Lord, when I grow up, I still want to worship. I still want to worship you. Lord, you gave me friends. 
You gave me a family Something that I never I never really had before You gave me music and a ministry And I'm thankful I'm thankful to you, Lord But it doesn't matter What I've become Just don't let me forget Where you brought me from And when I get older Don't let me get colder When I get older I want to get bolder Lord, when I grow up I still want to worship I still want to worship you I want to stand on my feet I still want to lift up my hands I want to get lost in loving you And it doesn't matter If nobody else understands Because Lord I know what You brought me through And when When I get older In the Lord They say that I'll slow down And that I'll I'll get set in my ways They say that I'll get mellow And I won't really praise But I'll learn how To fit into that Pentecostal place but Lord, if there's one thing I don't want to do To be just another person And just another pew So when I get older Don't let me get colder When I get older I wanna get bolder Lord, when I grow up I still want to worship I still want to worship you. Thank you, Abe. And uh, it's been so good to have you listening tonight. The, you that are listening, we've got Brother Griffith out in Montana listening. And we've got um, Yvonne listening down in Bowman. Who? That's an exciting story of a window of opportunity, if I've ever heard one. She had a stroke and ended up at... St. Luke's and Dickinson, and then uh, our our team that goes in there and has services uh, connected with Yvonne, and she um, ended up eventually moving back to Bowman, where she's been now baptized in Jesus' name, rece- received the Holy Ghost, and uh, goes to the uh, Brother Seth Springer's church down there, the one that Abe just announced on Main Street. And that's what a window of opportunity that she has received. You know, um, this this broadcast, I'm going to end with a, a song that uh, sounds kind of harsh, I suppose, but but um, you know, there's there is a um, and I've heard this song many many years ago when I first came to God. 
Uh, I think a guy, the guy that wrote it was his name was Ken Miedema, and it just really struck out to me. Uh, it's a song about Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot had every opportunity to be saved. He, um, you know, you maybe maybe you went to a church and had a bad experience. Maybe you found uh, had a pastor that was a hypocrite or whatever. But none of those things could have been Judas's excuse. He saw the miracles. There was never anybody that taught like Jesus. Jesus was just as true blue. He was the only sinless man that ever lived. And Judas still would not believe. He would not believe. And uh, he missed his opportunity. He ended up selling Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And then he ended up trying to give the money back by remorse, but it didn't work. And, and so then he ended up committing suicide. They took the money, the 30 pieces of silver, and they bought a field called the Potter's Field, a field where they would bury people that had no place to be buried. Judas had a window of opportunity, but he did not go through it. Hello, Judas, you poor old fool. I guess you didn't understand. Never did know what the teacher was doing all across the land. Yeah, so hung up on your own desires that you never took time to see. All in the world that he was doing was trying to set you free. So you ratted old Judas and you took your silver and you thought you were doing great. But when you got sorry, you turned in your money and you found that it was too late. Well, you never understood the wherefores and you never understood the whys. Go along, Judas, down to my way, highway, down to your own demise. I said, go along, Judas, down to my way, highway, down to your own demise. Go along, Judas, you're a man on your own. Go along, Judas, you can die all alone. Go along, Judas, cause you never did understand what the teacher was doing in the land. Go along, Judas, you're a man on your own. Go along, Judas, you can die all alone. Go along, Judas, move your feet. Right on down that Ego Street. I said to go down to your potter's field. Go, Judas. I watch you die, Judas. But my friend, won't you stop right here? There's a fork in your road. Don't think you want to get lost. One way leads to a potter's field. The other way leads to a cross. Stop right here. There's a fork in your road. Don't think you want to get lost. One way leads to a potter's field. The other way leads to a cross. I said, stop right here, there's a fork in your road. Don't think you want to get lost. 
One way leads to a potter's field, the other way leads to a cross. Lord Jesus, tonight, as we end this radio show, I just pray, God, that you'll help everyone that's listening. Somehow, God, put a measure of faith, a spark of faith. Help them to realize, God, how important this message is and to hear it and to to obey it is the most important thing in this life. And I just pray, God, that we can be that connection tonight that we've connected with some of these people that are listening. We just pray for them in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening tonight. Come see me Wednesday night, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. I should be there. 730 New Life Pentecostal Church. Lord willing, next Sunday night we'll be back for another program. God bless you.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.